Well, here we go. We get ready for a Monday night and the national championship to be decided at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas, between the Yukon Huskies and the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back in once more in the preview mode to the Final Four in the national title game here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. I am merely TJ Reeves. In a moment, Tyler Jones is with me, hanging out in the space city of Houston as we get ready to crown a national champion tonight. Will it be UConn yet again in Texas? We'll get into that in a couple of moments. Or will it be San Diego State making some Western history for the first time in this century a Western team could win college basketball's national championship? Thank you for finding us however you've done so, whether it's a social media link. Make sure you're following, subscribing here to College Basketball Coast to Coast, wherever you get podcasts. Tune in channel by the same name, College Basketball Coast to Coast. We're streaming there. That is because when it's all over tonight, we will have a recap show coming. If you are subscribed, you'll get the recap show automatically when it's up. It'll also be on the TuneIn channel streaming. So we preview now. We recap tonight. Thank you for finding us here on Championship Monday. Without further delay, Tyler Jones, we've had a day to ah, exhale and now get ready for Championship Monday. Thoughts from you, San Diego State and Connecticut coming up tonight. How you feeling as we get ready to go? Well, TJ, you and I were talking, I think, after the game Saturday night, and one point I said, which I still hold true on this, is I believe that tonight's game, if both teams play their A game, UConn probably still wins by between 8 to 10 points. They're that good. They're that complete of a team, the size, the athleticism, the whole nine yards, right? And so if San Diego State is going to be able to pull this off this evening, I think not only are they going to need to play their A game, but they're also going to need UConn to play their B-minus, C-level, or lower type of performance. And we've seen UConn have their ups and downs this season. Uh, I know that everyone that's been watching the tournament sees how much they've dominated, but you still don't have to go very far back to find them in the lull that they were in when they didn't win the Big East, when they finished fourth in that league. And San Diego State on their end, we've seen them play great. I know that they... Barely got by FAU on a Saturday night, but look at what they did against Alabama. I think that they're going to try to dial up what they did against Alabama again tonight. All right, let me set the table. Coming up in a couple of moments, the Hall of Famer, Mike DeCourcy from the U.S. Basketball Writers Hall of Fame. I love his insight from the Final Four. He wrote about Lamont Butler's last-second shot, which, again, I still have that reverberating in my brain and in my ears how loud it was in NRG Stadium Saturday night for that win. It is the first time ever in a Final Four game a buzzer beater down one. Not a tied game, but down one. So Mike's going to talk to you about that, about UConn, and about uh, what will happen there. Then uh, we're going to have fun in a little while with Omar Ruiz of the NFL Network, the ultimate San Diego State basketball fan who's a national member of the media because he's an alum. He's here. We look forward to talking to him real quick. Yeah, uh, funny story. Uh, I saw him sitting behind us in the stands on Saturday night and with a jersey and everything, and I said, I think I said to you, that looks like Omar Ruiz. He told me he was here, but I'm like, then I walk back, and I'm like, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk to him real quick, see if it's him. Sure enough. And then as the game ended, he comes running through the media row, jersey on, full and everything, straight to the crowd and everything, posted a video about it, went viral on the internet, and rest is history. Good morning football and everything showed it this morning. And uh, very happy for Omar, and you'll get a taste of 
what it's like for San Diego State fans, this experience, when you hear from him here in just a bit. Yeah, he's an alum. He's not just a resident. He's an alum of San Diego State, and he'll tell you where they came from in the early 2000s with Steve Fisher and with Brian Dutcher as an assistant and where they are now. And then a little later, Adam Zagoria here. I love the Northeast angle. He'll be talking UConn. Adam with the Zags blog based out of the New York City area. Uh, and also the New York Times that he writes for, that he's here. He's got a lot on Danny Hurley and the Hurleys. We look forward to being poolside. I always talk to Adam around a pool. We didn't have the pool in Minnesota when it was cold in 2019 when Virginia won. But almost everywhere else we talk poolside. We were poolside in Houston earlier today uh, talking it over with Adam. You'll hear that in a few moments. All right, without further delay, let's get into it with our guests uh, here as we get rolling on National Championship Monday on College Basketball Coast to Coast, including Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News to start us off. Okay, uh, first of all, thank you for doing this. I know that you are busy. And second of all, uh, what is it about Houston and last-second shots? Weren't we here in 2016 for Chris Jenkins' Villanova, and now we get a San Diego State moment? Uh, I mean, this is tremendous to be part of. Uh, But I won't speak for you. Unreal, again, for San Diego State on the buzzer beater. Yeah, I think that's the one thing Houston has going for it in its final four uh, adventures. Uh, The rest of the circumstance is not the absolute best. um, But the the game, the court, the floor. I remember in 2011 when we were here and everybody shot terribly. And now nobody can stop making shots. So... Uh, The best thing that I like about Houston in the Final Four is that all the people in my business who come in and start asking about how terrible teams are going to shoot in the Dome, at least then they they look like maybe next time they come to one of these, they won't ask those questions. Uh, Lamont Butler, what a story. What a story that we're learning more about. Now, you hit a buzzer beater earlier in the year, but now an all-timer in the Final Four. I mean, it's the first one. uh, I mean, granted, Jalen Suggs hit one at midcourt, but that was in a tie game. It's the first one ever in a Final Four situation where the team is losing. He misses, they lose, the game is over. Tell me more about being around him as you were Saturday night uh, after this is over, and you wrote about it, obviously, for the Sporting News. Yeah, it seems like a really nice young man. Obviously, he's been through a lot in the last year or so uh, and has come up uh, big in in challenging situations, had a great game against Alabama. Matt Bradley, who was tremendous in the semifinal, had had two miserable games in the round of 16 and the Elite Eight, and yet uh, they were able to prevail in part because of Darian Trammell and in part because of Lamont Butler. And obviously the whole operation is going forward because Lamont Butler stepped forward in that situation. He put himself in some jeopardy, drove the ball too deep, nearly stepped out of bounds. Yep. And then all of a sudden makes that beautiful move back to his left, clear space, and drops the shot. That's a team that they, they take a lot of really difficult shots, but they make a fair amount, and that's that's – practice that, that they've had just making it to try to get to the next possession certainly helped in this situation yeah, they had been there before a couple of more here with mike DeCourcy because i know you got to run and we do as well for san diego state i mean san diego's never had a championship here they are on the cusp of potentially getting one and there's all the talk of conference realignment and them maybe being involved with the pac-12 there's a lot of magnitude on the line for this title game obviously yeah, I, I, I don't think that winning it is going to be the, oh, if you don't win it, we're not taking you. Uh, that's not a problem. Uh, I think that getting here certainly added the 
some fuel to an obvious situation. They have to take San Diego State. They don't have any choice. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with their television deal, but San Diego State will be part of whatever they line up. Uh, that, I think for them, it's just, you know, this is a chance to make history for their program. They've been in the tournament many times. Steve Fisher built a wonderful program. Brian Dutcher has continued it. Those guys have been together forever. I mean, going all the way back uh, to when Fish and he were part of mm-hmm. the 1989 National Championship. And so it, it's, a, it's just a, it's a great program. And it, the, they're not a mid-major. Can I please say that? Yes. They are not a mid-major. They have, I've, been to, I've been to Viejas Arena. I have been to mid-major arenas. I know what the difference is. You walk into Viejas for a, for a big league game, uh, one, of their, one of their Mountain West games, and it'll even be better once they get in the Pac-12 and they're playing Stanford or Oregon or somebody. But you walk in there, you know, you, there's nothing mid-major. Certainly not the players on the floor. Certainly not the coach on the bench. Certainly not, you know, not the atmosphere with the show, uh, with, you know, with the crowd, with, the, with a terrific arena for watching hoops. That's a big-time program. It has been since Fish got there and started it going. And now you see what that there is there a difference between the Mountain West and the Big Ten or the SEC? Of course there is. But just because you are not necessarily – in, a, in the absolute best of the league doesn't mean you can't put yourself in position to become the absolute best team. That's why he is who he is, the Hall of Famer Mike DeCourcy. All right, one more to do it justice. UConn, UConn back. U, UConn unbeaten in the 2000s in Texas in the Final Four, going for four for four, 8-0 and four for four. What a job by Danny Hurley. What did you see out of them, and how great a chance do they have to do this again? Yeah, I, I think they have a tremendous chance. I mean, as much as I admire San Diego State, it's going to be a real effort for them because they're playing against a team that's elite on both ends of the floor, that is elite from the perimeter and elite in the post, uh, that is deep. Uh, they're both deep teams, so that's that's great. But what UConn brings off the bench, and Donovan Klingon is a lottery pick or first-round pick at some point in his career. Uh, they, they, they've got more talent, more pure talent at, at UConn. Uh, they've got a much better offensive team. I mean, that's reality. Uh, look at Ken Pomeroy's stats, KenPom.com, San Diego State in the 70s on offense. Absolutely, uh, you know, barely, they can barely contain them on the charts defensively, but def- offensively it's not the same. UConn, great on both ends. All right, homework assignment for you and me. We're going to be searching for this for Monday night. they got to be the first program. I'm just going with this. Three national titles in 12 years with three different coaches, much less all in the state of Texas. Calhoun in in uh, uh, Houston and also in San Antonio, but Calhoun in Houston is 2011. Kelly, Kevin Ali is Arlington 2014, and now it would be Danny Hurley back in Houston. That's got to be. That, that's got to. We'll, we'll go with that. That's got to be a first. Well, whether it, take out the <laughs> Texas part, and still, I mean, you think about it. Kentucky's had uh, multiple coaches mm-hmm. win it, but it didn't happen in that period of time. I mean, you had. I, I think the probably the most condensed period of time would have been Patino in 96, Tubby 98, Cal 2012, Calipari 2012. Right. That's not, uh, I think, I, in, my, in my head. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm not the best at math, but I don't think that's as compressed a window. Uh, there have been other programs. Carolina has had multiple coaches win. But that's uh, McGuire in 57, 
Smith in 82, 93, and then Roy, his In the 2000s. Yeah, so it, there's nev- never been a program who's done what they've done in that window. Well, we'll see what happens in this title game. Continue to do the great work with Sporting News, SportingNews.com, the Big Ten Network, and all you do. Thank you, Mike DeCourcy, for hanging with me at the Final Four for the championship game yet again. You're always the best to do this. Anytime for you, TJ. All right, off of that conversation, a media member that is the ultimate San Diego State super fan for this national title game uh, tonight. Tyler has more on the intro about who this is and why he and those in San Diego care so much about this game tonight with UConn. College basketball, coast-to-coast coverage of the Final Four, the national championship coming up on Monday night between San Diego State and UConn. And joining us right now is NFL Network host and reporter, but most importantly, (laughs) San Diego State alum and superfan Omar Ruiz, who joins us now to look ahead to Monday's championship game. Omar, how exciting is this? San Diego State not only gets the Final Four, but... Your school, you guys are playing for a national championship. It's unbelievable. It's surreal. I don't think we can express enough surprise, delight, joy in this entire run. And when you look back at Saturday's game, the fact that we won a semifinal game in the Final Four and that we're playing for the national championship is in and of itself a dream come true. But the fact that they won it down 14, came back, hit the first buzzer beater in the history of the Final Four when a team was trailing to win a ball game. It's just the dream keeps getting better and better and better, and I hope tonight UConn doesn't wake us up because this has been one heck of a dream ride. You know, it's so cool, Omar, because, I mean, for you, we always see you suit and ties, late step, already good at these NFL games, can't be biased and all this, and I love that uh, you're embracing – your uh, your school, San Diego State, just being a fan, just enjoying yourself. I, I I was sitting with TJ here, and I looked behind me. I'm like, I think that's Omar wearing the jersey and everything. And then you ran in front of the crowd to him. And t- tell me about just your experience. How's how's it been being here in Houston, seeing uh, San Diego State here? It's been awesome. It's been like a school reunion. Uh, all my buddies from college are here. There's about 12, 13 of us, and and then some. Um, with just my friend group alone, but then you talk about the entire university community coming together. So friends from the NFL like a Kirk Morrison and a Ryan Lindley, who I've befriended over the years, are at the game and getting a chance to see those guys. But you talk about the excitement um, of March Madness, college basketball, something I've always loved. And you mentioned the fandom and everything. I've always thought, especially since... I've been at NFL Network, and I solely focus on one sport, one entity as a broadcaster, that my tie and my love for college basketball, March Madness, ties me to the NFL fan in a way that I appreciate. You guys know how crazy NFL fans are. And, And it ties me to their appreciation for their team because I know how it feels to live and die with my teams. And I express that through San Diego State. Not only San Diego State, I'm a proud Syracuse alum too. Went to grad school there. Um, you know, have been to a Final Four with Syracuse. But this is different in San Diego State. I'm also a diehard UCLA fan. My dad went to UCLA. <laughs> I, I grew up a diehard Bruin fan. So college basketball growing up is so important yeah. to, to me and my family. And, you know, you go back to San Diego State and you saw me wearing that jersey. <laughs> when I was in the dorms, my, my, one of my buddies in the dorms was a student manager 
of the athletic department. And one day he brings home all kinds of merchandise from cleaning out. So that's a legitimate jersey that the basketball team used back in the 90s. And so I've always held it close to me. And then you reflect back on the late 90s. When I first went to school there, we won four games. And then Steve Fisher comes in my second year. And even that first year, Steve Fisher, Brian Dutcher, they could barely hand out tickets to students in those days. They won five games their first year. The second game, I remember my buddies and I that are all here, we all rushed the floor when we beat Arizona State. Because at that time, to beat a Pac-10 team after just winning five games a year ago, that was a dream in 2000. And we go 14 and 14 that year. And then, and then my senior year, now I'm in student radio, um, you know, covering the team as a reporter for KCR, the student radio station back in those days. And we go on a magical run, very similar to this one, just kind of out of nowhere uh, in the Mountain West Conference in 2002. And we get a chance to, to win the tournament, go to the big dance. My buddy and I, one of the ones the guys that's here, we go to Chicago. We get waxed by Illinois, Frank Williams and Luther Head and Brian Cook and, and all those guys. But we had a taste of it and, and laid the foundation for what is now 21 years later, the culmination of Fisher and Dutcher's dream. And to be a part of it over the years, I've gone to Providence, Spokane, Tucson, have just followed the Aztecs wherever they've gone. And to see them now here at the pinnacle and the cusp of a championship is just unbelievable. Okay, so this begs two follow-ups. Number one, that's the closest you've ever been to being on the floor with San Diego State is to have the jersey on and participate, (laughs) right? So that's pretty cool. The second thing is give the audience a taste. How big a deal is this for San Diego, the community? I don't know how much L.A. is embracing this, but how big a deal for San Diego? Relate that to the people that this is going on for Monday night. It's as big as it gets. You're talking about a community that had, you know, for for lack of a better term, ripped its heart and soul out when the Chargers moved. Okay, so they're dealing with the sensitivity um, of that. And that was a team, a fan base that never experienced a Super Bowl win. Okay, the Padres have never won the World Series. Um, You know, both Chargers have made it to the Super Bowl. The Padres have made it to the World Series, but they've never won. And so here we go again, San Diego State, with an opportunity to bring the championship back home to San Diego. And I think it is delirium right now in San Diego, um, just in talking to the friends and and everybody who are there um, celebrating this locally there in town. And I think for them, the Aztecs, to bring a championship home to that community would just, you know, set set everything through the roof and kind of change the trajectory of how they've always felt as sports fans. The conversation continues in a moment. First, let's tell you again about our friends at Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app and the offer they have for Final Four weekend. One more time, if you're trying to go to those games in Houston, Texas, and you're on the secondary market, we want you to use Ticket Smarter. Why do we want you to use Ticket Smarter? Because you're going to find the most competitive prices on the secondary market through their algorithm, through their technology. You're going to get the best price available with what they have. Plus, your purchase is 100% guaranteed. Your purchase is 100% safe with Ticket Smarter and their technology. You can't say that about everybody else that's out there on the secondary market. You can with Ticket Smarter. And we've got a promo code offer. If you're going to the games for this weekend for March Madness in NRG Stadium in Houston, use our promo code HOOPS23 at Ticket Smarter and take $50 off your order of $400 or more. The get-in price right now 
just for the top of the arena is still well over 150 bucks. If you spend 400 or more, take $50 off with our promo code HOOPS23. The lower level seats are much more than that to get a pair of them. Right now for San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, Miami, UConn on Saturday, plus the championship game Monday night. Again, Ticket Smarter, the Ticket Smarter mobile app. Lots of great reasons. Competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed on your purchase. Your purchase is guaranteed. You're going to get your tickets immediately, securely, through the Ticket Smarter technology in the mobile app. And remember our promo code HOOPS23 to get $50 off your order of $400 or more. Think smarter for the final four. Think Ticket Smarter. Promo code HOOPS23. Well, and you mentioned the trajectory. We know about the Power 5 rumors with the Pac-12 conference right now of possibly San Diego State being the front runner to head to that league and what they're investing in the new football stadium and everything. Obviously, the championship's the biggest thing, you know, on San Diego State fans' minds. But what about this opportunity to be on a national stage and what does it mean to kind of show to the country, show to the Pac-12 even, what San Diego State is all about, why they belong on the national stage. Yeah, I I think that is one of these side benefits of this. And and, and going back to when I was in school, and and like I said, we won four or five games those first couple years. And and even in in football, you know, I think they've they've gotten a lot better of late, you know, that they get double-digit wins pretty consistently. We've been proud of how they've performed um, from a football perspective. But we've always thought, why can't San Diego State – win consistently and win big consistently you talk about the facilities there you mentioned the new stadium the viejas arena uh, cox arena as it used to be called is state of the art you've seen the student section that's there the the beach is nearby and just the resources the way the community surrounds the team why can't they win big consistently and i think um you know if they were to get an invite to a power five conference would only set the stage for that to happen and and perhaps us as alum and fans, the expectations then would rise for that to be a situation. I think right now we, we've all just been, you know, so happy for kind of getting to the Sweet 16. And obviously this whole thing has been magical. But why can't this be a regular thing in the future? And I think, you know, if we get that invite to a Power Five. and But even if even this proves, you know, here in the Mountain West that it is possible, you know, right. to do it. And, and we all know just how... That's why it's March Madness, how crazy things can be, and the ball has to bounce your way and that sort of thing. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, looking at the big picture of it all, if we, we get that invite, it would be pretty special. Yeah, for sure. We're joined by Omar Ruiz right now here on College Basketball Coast to Coast, getting you ready for the national title game on Monday between San Diego State and UConn. So, Omar, as we're kind of wrapping up here, how's this game going to shake out? How confident are you feeling about your Aztecs and – who, who do you think needs to have a good game here for this team to have a chance? Well, we kept thinking this entire run or through the four games heading into Saturday that we, we got to the final four and we would yet to put it all together. And you look at um, UConn and they are stacked. They right. are loaded. They are impressive in every way, deservedly so. Um, but I think the, the defensive nature, the style of basketball that San Diego State plays – um, their relentlessness, never give up attitude that they have so much poise and maturity and, and strength, frankly, 
Um, they'll be able to keep the game close. And I think Matt, Matt Bradley has to have a big game tonight. I think, you know, we saw a taste of what he could do, hitting those big shots early in the game Saturday, but then, you know, quieted. If he can consistently shoot the ball the entire game and, and get that sort of contribution from everybody else like they typically do, I think we have a chance, and I think we'll keep it close. I don't think, I don't think they can afford to let UConn come out to a, a big lead like they allowed Creighton in the Elite Eight and they allowed – uh, FAU on Saturday. I don't, I don't think that's possible for UConn, but I think we can keep it close and keep a striking distance, and you you see what, what they can do down the stretch of games, and they don't panic, they don't fold, and I think that's the formula for success tonight. Hey, one other thing, because again, in your role with NFL Network, you've been around a lot of big events, Super Bowl, I've had the privilege to be around that too. This is the second time for Tyler to be here. I believe this is the first time, certainly as a fan like this, for you to be here. You think it was electric the other night, and it was. This is something else when you're talking about a championship Monday night yeah. in that building. Uh, again, we are privileged to get to do things like this. Yeah. They call this work for us people <laughs> when we get to do this. But this, I'm just letting you know, later on Monday night, it is some scene to be around for this. Soak it in. San Diego State's already got an all-time memory for the buzzer beater. But now, soak it in. This, I mean, and, and Omar, again, we've been around big events. But I'm telling you, this is something else. Yeah. This is something else coming up. I, I can't wait for tonight. I, I mean, uh, you know, my friends and I that, that made it to Louisville for the Elite Eight game, you know, we, we shed tears after the game, just <laughs> hugging each other and just the, the, the emotions of it all poured out. And, and I would expect if that were to happen tonight, it would be much more. Because you, you, it takes you back to being 20 years old again and, and kind of your youth and tying it back to that. There's a lot of memories that come up the journey uh, to get to this point, and, and to your point, TJ, yeah, it's 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 it was Electric Saturday. I expect it to be nothing more, uh, you know, even more so tonight. I know we have more friends coming in for the championship awesome. game that you know didn't didn't plan on coming out for the whole weekend, but uh, appreciate the perhaps once in a lifetime nature of this. Like I said, I hope it's oh, yeah. not once in a lifetime, and you know we can get back here, but but you have to you know be realistic. It, it might be you just never know when you get back to this championship game level. So, yeah, we have a ton of people. I think the Aztecs and Aztec Nation will be well represented um, tonight, and, and I look forward to that atmosphere because uh, it's going to be special. Omar, between the three of us, well work in the NFL, and so it's uh, it's interesting of, you know, I mean, all kind of like a break from what is a busy time in the NFL between the Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson stuff, and – the draft just a couple weeks away, too. Uh, nice uh, little escape of some sorts for you. Jump right back in. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I had a pretty busy week. We had the owners' meetings, the annual meeting last week early, and then I jumped on a plane, went to Knoxville, and, and did Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Volunteers <laughs> Pro Day, then flew back immediately Saturday, hosted our NFL Now show on Friday, and then jumped back on a plane to get to Texas on Friday night. So it's been a, quite the whirlwind. But, yeah, we'll, we'll start to ramp up you know, the pre-draft process uh, here the next few weeks and look forward to Kansas City and, and seeing the draft and what the Panthers do, all the intrigue and oh, the yeah. quarterbacks. And, and, you know, we'll be ready to ramp it up a notch. Yeah, but first let's, let's get this win tonight. Let's go Aztecs and let's uh, bring home a national championship, for goodness sakes. He's Omar Ruiz of the NFL Network, San Diego State super fan, joining us here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Omar, appreciate the time and best of luck to your team. All right, fellas, thank you. Always a pleasure to join you. I look forward to seeing you tonight. That was a lot of fun. And I don't know. I mean, I, I got a feeling Omar might be a little bit of a wreck tonight. Nerves watching this tonight. I mean, this is history. No Western team has won the Final Four since Arizona 1997. San Diego State, as, as we said to Omar, doesn't have 
a major championship in, in baseball or the NFL, much less San Diego State in college. This is some moment tonight. One more time, Tyler. It's incredible, and I know that San Diego State fans may not like to hear the term mid-major, but this is a program that is on the rise, that is looking to take that next step, and tonight could certainly help their case for why they belong on the big stage. We'll see what they can do. As you heard Mike DeCourcy earlier in the show, don't call him a mid-major. He's saying he's seen their facilities, seen their budget. They may end up in the Pac-12 like you were asking Omar about, and, and that could be coming soon uh, as well. All right, another conversation. We remind you again on College Basketball Coast to Coast, you're hearing the preview show, either streaming on TuneIn or in podcast form. This is the preview show for the championship game. After it's all done, a little after midnight Eastern time in podcast form or live on the TuneIn channel. We will be live from NRG Stadium. Post-game wrap-up on college basketball coast-to-coast. Check it all out with T.C. Martin, Tyler Jones, Deshaun Tate will be with us. We'll have post-game analysis right here, however you found the show. Subscribe uh, or or, uh, follow the podcast and again, hear us on the TuneIn channel as well. Without further delay, let's get some more insight on UConn and the chances that they have to win another title in the Lone Star State. Let's do that now. So the tradition shall continue here poolside from Houston. I was counting backwards, Adam Zagoria. I think, if memory serves, we did a pregame interview from poolside here in Houston before the Villanova last shot win. I know we were poolside in Phoenix because it was hot and it was gorgeous, and that ended up being uh, North Carolina winning that title. We then did poolside in San Antonio. We did not do poolside 2019 in Minnesota because it was cold. Then we didn't have a tournament. Then we had like restricted media in 21, but we were back poolside in New Orleans last year. So I said, Adam Zagoria of the Zags blog, New York Times, and Forbes, I got to be poolside with you to do this interview. You're like, let's do the interview in the lobby. I'm like, Adam, we got to do this poolside, babe, just to continue the tradition. So it's good to see you on Championship Monday. I know you're going to swim here in a little bit. I live in Florida. We swim like, you know, 11 and a half months out of the year. But anyway, good to see you. We got a title game, UConn, San Diego State. How has Final Four weekend been? Well, we are poolside, TJ. It is a little cloudy. I wish it was uh, 75 and sunny, but, you know, those are first world problems that I'm complaining about. Um, you know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting week. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about it's not the sexiest Final Four. You don't have your blue bloods here. But I think, you know, people thought UConn from the beginning of the season was one of the best teams. You know, they started out 14-0. They, people were talking about a national championship. And what's crazy is, you know, a couple numbers. If they win tonight, it'll be their fifth national championship since 1999. The Pac-12, TJ, hasn't won a title since 97. So that'll be five titles for UConn since the Pac-12 last won. And the Big Ten hasn't won a title since 2000. Michigan State, Michigan State. So if San Diego State wins, the Mountain West will have as many titles since 2000 as the Big Ten. That, uh, yeah, that's scary. And I've been floating the number two that if UConn wins tonight, that's 8-0 and with four titles in the state of Texas. So whenever we're coming back here, and I think we are in a couple years to San Antonio, you almost have to look out for UConn in the Lone Star State. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that turned out. Obviously, 2011 with the Kemba Walker run, they were in Houston and they won. Um, and they that team actually knocked out a Kawhi Leonard San Diego State team in the Sweet 16. Um, you know, it was interesting. Coach Dutcher, the San Diego State coach, yesterday was saying, you know, Kawhi got a technical in that game, and Kawhi's obviously a very mild-mannered, quiet guy, so he, he wasn't happy with the technical at the time. And he also said that, 
San Diego State has had other teams that could have gotten to a Final Four that maybe this isn't necessarily their most talented team, um, but they, you know, they got knocked out earlier by some good teams. But you know, they've kind of made a Gonzaga-like run here. You know, big debate: Are they a mid-major? Are they a high-major? They're coming out of the Mountain West. He says they're a high-major, and I think it was the St. Mary's coach who said uh, earlier in the tournament that, you know. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and San Diego State are more high major than, you know, some of the cruddy bad teams in the in the power conferences. Yeah, and that's legit. Uh, Randy Bennett is right. They've been uh, better in the regular season. They maybe haven't been as good in the postseason, but San Diego State certainly has uh, now. All right, so a lot of talk. You just mentioned about the uh, uh, the officiating and how this game will be called. San Diego State wants to be physical. They got a lot of fouls to give. They're excellent on the ball defensively. Just elaborate how critical is it for them for san diego state that there's not tight whistles and there's not foul trouble because everybody believes uconn can score a bunch and if san diego state can't defend them some slow them down some they don't really have any hope to keep up in a score 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 type game yeah i mean i i think regardless of the officiating uconn's front line of adama sonogo and donovan Klingon is just too imposing for anybody, you know, they're like an NBA front line, TJ. And, uh, you know, Norshad Omir wasn't able to really stop them the other night. Adama came out and hit two threes to start the game. He's looking around. Is that anybody guarding <laughs> me? Nobody's guarding me. I'll take these shots. Um, and, you know, San Diego State's going to have, you know, Nathan Mensa and their bigs. I just don't see them. You know, they're, they're an older, experienced team, a lot of fourth and fifth year guys. I just don't think they're going to be able to defend the UConn bigs down low. You know, you have Adama, 6'9", 250. He's just been a, I believe he had like 68 points in the paint coming into that game, which is the most of anyone in the history of the, the Final Four in the tournament. And then you bring in Donovan Klingon, 7'2", 265 off the bench, and he's a, a lob threat, you know, a dunker. He can get up and down the court. He blocks shots. So that's a lot to handle. And then they have, you know, NBA guards and Jordan Hawkins, who had some bad stake in Calamari here. Uh, you know, I said on another interview, I just wrote this for the Times, it's almost like UConn has had more trouble off the court in this tournament than they have on. You know, they had to change hotels in Vegas because they were in a bad hotel. They um, got some stuff stolen, including Donovan Klingon's iPad off the bus at practice at UNLV. And then Jordan Hawkins gets sick and misses practice Friday. So they've had more issues off the court than on, where they've won games by 20.6 points. A lot of good stuff from Adam Zagoria. Again, uh, follow him at Adam Zagoria. Spell that Z-A-G-O-R-I-A. Give me credit. I'm able to spell your name off the top of my head well, even though it's Final Four Monday and we're gearing up for tonight. The Zags blog is where we want you to go to find his content. New York Times as well. Love his insight on the NCAA tournament and have for years. I keep bothering him. He keeps letting me talk to him, especially poolside. couple more uh, here on this. Um, this event never, never fails to disappoint. There's a lot of talk about expanding the field, and Danny Hurley on uh, on uh, Sunday said, I I'm not in favor of that. He's one of the few coaches I've seen speak out and say, I'm not in favor of it. I think it's an awful idea. I think the only people that care about it are coaches and ex-coaches. I think it's perfect the way it is. There's tons of access at large. Every smaller conference has access. Where do you come down on this? Yeah, I saw Larinaga also said that they should go to 96, I believe, right? I, I'm not sure I really have a strong feeling on it. I mean, I think it is kind of perfect the way it is. It's a three-week tournament. It captures the nation's attention. It's really the greatest, you know, sporting event in the country over that period of time. 
you know, I guess if they went to 96, they could make it work with another week and you'd have some more upsets and, and Cinderella type things. But uh, I think it's great the way it is. And again, adding 28 teams, I know you're not saying this, adding 28 teams is not going to add 10 or 12 more mid-majors. Adding 28 teams is going to add like 24 or 25 of the Power 5 teams that don't normally get in and about three mid-majors. That's how that'll work. We'll see how that goes. Uh, okay, so you've been around the Hurleys a bunch throughout your career. Um, and obviously, Bobby has play, uh, has championships as a player. If Danny Hurley and UConn get this, put it in perspective, please, if UConn wins. Well, let me just say first, you know, I've covered Danny Danny was a high school coach. I, I'm not sure everyone realizes that. He coached at St. Benedict's Prep in Newark for 10 years. I used to go and cover him there. And at one point, St. Anthony's were Bob senior coaches in Jersey City, and St. Benedict's, where Danny coached in Newark, were ranked 1-2 in the country. Mm. So you had a father-son coaching the top two high school teams in the country. You know, Danny had, uh, you know, he really learned how to build a Division I program from a high school. It was a, It's a prep school. It had dorms. He learned how to manage a program with a lot of Division I players, and he wasn't afraid to be a disciplinarian. He had J.R. Smith, TJ, on one of those teams. He suspended him for a state playoff game because J.R. left campus to get a haircut without permission. And then he kicked Tristan Thompson, another future NBA player, off the team because Tristan took a three and a blowout that Danny didn't like and told him we don't do that. So he's always been a disciplinarian, and you know he wasn't afraid to, to discipline some future NBA guys. And then, you know, you had coaches coming through there, everyone from Coach K to Sean Miller, to recruit his players. And I think they saw the way Danny was running his high school program. Other people saw it. They knew he had the Hurley name and the family connections. The Wagner AD hired him as his first college job, thinking, hey, if nothing else, maybe Bob Sr. will send us some players. <laughs> And, um, you know, then Danny worked his way up to, you know, Rhode Island and UConn, his dream job. And Bob was telling us yesterday that, you know, it's it's a long time since Danny's come out of the shadow and he's forged his own identity away from his father and his brother. And it's great that they're here supporting him along with Bill Murray and the UConn crowd. So it'll mean a lot of things for Dan. It'll mean he's restored UConn to its greatness. He's you know, given UConn its fifth championship, and he's um, blazed another trail for the Hurley family. Tremendous stuff. Go get in the pool. Get ready for the championship game tonight. Let's make it a date 52 weeks from now in Phoenix. We're back in Phoenix with whatever happens there, my friend. I always love poolside with Adam Zagoria at the Final Four. Yeah, it'll, hopefully it'll be a lot warmer and nicer next year, and uh, hopefully we have a great game tonight, TJ. We look forward to it. We continue on college basketball coast-to-coast. Lots and lots of insight again here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. One final time, Tyler, we've got UConn, we've got San Diego State. What do you think happens? A UConn significantly favored, going for a fifth national title in program history, a fourth one in this century, all of them in Texas, if they can get it. San Diego State with a lot of eyes on them in terms of the West. What do you think happens ultimately here? I'm watching for uh, Sunogo, also known as Sunoco, to... <laughs> Fuel it up tonight uh, and uh, be just going 100 miles an hour. I think he is the guy to watch, and he is going to go off and, and really have a good performance. The size of this UConn team, I think, ultimately is going to be too much. I know that San Diego State's had a, a good story. It's been a good run, all that they've done. But uh, I, I think this is 
a, a buzzsaw they're running into. UConn's been the best team in this entire tournament, and I don't see any reason why they'll let up tonight. Again, for Connecticut, Tyler, you know this. They have won every game by double digits, the first five. Of the last six teams, the last six in the 2000s that have won the first five games by double digits, five of them go on to win the title. So that's a big omen in your favor, like what you were talking about. But one more, I really believe even if they're down seven, eight, ten points midway through the second half, I don't think there's panic in San Diego State. I think they can find a way to keep this thing close. Do you envision a close game like I do, especially down the stretch, or do you think this is UConn and UConn going away at the end? I think UConn controls this game from start to finish. I think this is their night. And look back at the game on Saturday. Uh, UConn gets off to a good start. Miami responded and made it close for a little bit there in that first half. But ultimately, UConn kept doing their thing. When when Miami would punch once, UConn would punch back twice. And so I think that's a type of game we're going to see very similar tonight where San Diego State will have their runs, but UConn will respond well. We've given you a full preview. One thing left to do, Tyler, that's play the game tonight. And again, when it's over with, we'll have a full recap from NRG Stadium on whatever happens. Again, UConn going for history, going for a fourth title in this century. Nobody else has got four of them in this century. San Diego State would be the first non-Power Six, I include the Big East, to win the national title since UNLV 1990 with Grandmama, Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, Greg Anthony, and those guys. That's the last non-Power Six to win a national title if they can get it. And here we go. Well, UConn won in the American one year as an Correct, champion. correct. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's uh, it's been quite the journey to uh, get to this point and should be a, a fun night ahead. I like UConn to win it. TJ, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere in the range, I think 82-70 is what we're looking at. If they get to 80, it's over. Against yeah. San Diego State. Yeah, absolutely. That's the magic number. If they get to 80, it's their night. Oh, yeah. And we'll see if it is. No matter what happens tonight, it should be outstanding. Thanks again to Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, Omar Ruiz, the super fan of San Diego State from the NFL Network, and Adam Zagoria of the Zags blog and also the New York Times. Tyler, we get ready for this thing tonight. Looking forward to it. Let's throw the ball up, right? Let's get it going. Let's have a great time tonight. And it uh, should be a fun atmosphere. Let's see how this all shakes out, and uh, enjoy ourselves uh, the uh, national championship. I'm just sad the season's over now. What an exciting year. This is one of the best seasons that we've had in college basketball in a long time. I know some people have been complaining about NIL, the transfer portal, and all that. The game itself, I feel like, has been a better product this year. No doubt. We'll see what happens uh, here this evening. Uh, it's Anything can happen in this tournament, as we've seen all along. We thank you for being with us in the preview mode. One show left to do. That's the post-game show after we're done tonight uh, from NRG Stadium. However you found us on podcast form, the TuneIn streaming channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast, we're back at the conclusion tonight of the national title game with a brand-new recap show on College Basketball Coast to Coast. For Tyler Jones, I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy UConn and San Diego State. We'll talk to you when it's over on the nation's college basketball show, College Basketball Coast to Coast.